Welcome everyone once again to Live from My Drum Room. Today's episode, Track Talk with Steve Gadd. I'm so excited to have Steve here with me today, and we're going to do a deep dive into a legendary track, one of many that Steve has recorded. And uh, it was kind of hard to pick one, but this one kind of seemed like the obvious one, at least to start with. So with that in mind, and without any further ado, please welcome my guest, my friend, my hero, the legendary Steve Gadd. Hi, Steve. How you doing, Jen? I'm doing great. Right. I'm, do I'm, I'm great. How you doing? I'm good. You know, I Asia, an incredible recording. Um, and, uh, and Steve, I'm going to just jump in and ask you a couple of questions because I, I know you remember this like, like it was yesterday. Hmm. Are you going to play the track? Yes. Are, are you going to play the whole track or just that the end of it? I was going to play bits and pieces of it and, and mostly the end of it. Well, I, you know what? I think, I think the whole track, it's the, the whole track is, and how it, ev and how it gets from one place to the other is. Yeah. You know, so, um, that's fine. I hear, when I hear the whole thing, it makes a lot more sense musically. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or at least part of the beginning, those themes and things. Yeah. Should we jump right in? Huh? Should we jump right in? Yeah. I mean, do you mind? Do you? Are you kidding? Not, not at all. Not at. Not at all. I'll. I'll. I'll play it. I won't play it too loud, so we can even talk and be heard over it too. If that. But if, some of the some of the parts, some of the, um, you know, when I when I listen back, you know, like. I'm really uh, proud of the way the whole song went. I mean, everyone just talks about the end. Yeah. But uh, the beginning part is really um, uh, what they wrote. They're, they're what they're great. Uh, it's a they're great songwriters. You know. Absolutely, I, I would totally agree. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Especially drummers fixate on the on the the two solos and um, but the whole. The whole thing was the, the whole, whole thing. thing was very challenging musically. Yeah. To you know, so um and the first part is is beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Someone said, let him talk. <laughs> That's Victor Feldman playing marimba. You know, the, it feels real smooth, and but it's it's you know what? There were a lot of little odd little phrases and stuff. That, yeah. Can I stop it for one second, Steve? Can I yeah. just stop it? I just, I, and, and we'll go back to it. But um, for, okay, so here's something I've always wanted to ask you. That section in particular, did they have that written as a cross stick part on the chart? Or did you 
did you come up with that idea of play? I mean, it, it makes perfect sense to play it as a cross stick. You know, I, I, I don't, I, I, I'm not, they didn't, the, as I remember, the roadmap was there. Um, I don't know if it said cross stick, you know, that, yeah. that's just, when I hear it back, when I listen to it back, it's like hearing it for the first time. And I mean, it's natural to go to cross stick, you know, for yeah. me. Yes. So it was, they, there was no, a lot, there wasn't a lot of talk about, uh, you know, what to do before we played it. I just think we let the music play us, but look, um, yeah. Okay. I'll resume it. Yep. Gotcha. first part was really I hear it was real spacey and stuff. Yeah. A lot of a lot of open Yeah, this section is... These sections were even more trickier than the end. You know what I mean? Were, the phrases are all over the place. Yeah. Many of us have heard this song so many times you can memorize this part, but you've seen it for the first time. Those accents.
Chuck's playing is unbelievable. I haven't listened wow. to that like that, but the 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 first parts of that thing are challenging too. You know what I mean? And 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 the, it, when I listen to the whole thing, that last thing is such a detachment from the whole the rest of the thing. Th- these guys are were, are great composers, you know. Ab- really, absolutely. I, and I you know I haven't said thank you enough for being called to play on that because it really, and the fact that, you know, that was the, I was on the same track with Wayne Shorter. I mean, you know, and. uh, But you didn't know it at the time, Steve, right? You didn't know they were going to overdub Wayne's part. No, I didn't know, you know, but, um, uh, you know, those guys are, are really, geniuses (laughs) <laughs> geniuses yeah I, it, geniuses yeah. really and and uh, I, I just I have to say thank you man really because yeah. um, it was an incredible piece of music to be a part of yeah and and I'm, I'm sure they thank you for what you did for that too because I know they had a lot of different people come in and play that uh, as you've talked about and you know different bands well, the, I've heard, you know, I I heard that stuff. You know what I mean? I never yeah. really heard it from from Donald or Walter, but um, you know, I heard the, you know, you hear things before you go in to do the thing. But uh, yeah, I, you know, it, <laughs> the right place at the right time. Which yeah, and they, and they were famous for that. You know, I know that um, you know the same record uh, Asia had. Peg and you know a lot of you know Josie and a lot of great songs on it, and I know that a few different people cut Peg, and they kept Rick's version. Our friend Rick Murata and Jim's on Jim Keltner's on Josie and uh, and Rick who was it? <laughs> Maraca. Oh yeah. 
and uh, no, yeah. but but I when you say that's part of their genius too is they they knew kind of how to get the best out of everybody and you know I mean they they had this idea to bring you in to do that track they weren't you know and I'm sure I'm sure there were some great other versions of it with great other drummers other great drummers but you were the special sauce for that you know that what we hear now you know that's that's uh yeah they, they they had something that they were going for that um and uh you know sometimes when you try to get someone to do something musically and describe what you want with words it doesn't it doesn't translate so you know it's hard to but once you, you know, get a line up where when you can communicate and, you know, touch on really what it is they're looking for, yeah. then it really starts to make sense musically, you know? Yeah. And Steve, do you remember if, um, were you, because at the time, 1977, you were living in New York, but I know you worked a lot in LA, but mostly in New York in those days, and, and you were working so much. Um, were you in LA doing something else and they yeah, knew you were in I, town? I yeah. Yeah. What would happen uh, when I when I would go to LA, I'd get called to go out and do a project, you know, and I and uh, and I'd let friends know I was coming out, or word would get out, you know, it's it's a word of mouth business that you know people, different people that I was in town, and mm. and so uh, you know they would try to you know schedule some sessions while I was there. Sure. Yeah. Um, and I, you know. It was, uh, I liked that. I mean, it would give me a chance to meet some other players and, and play some other music. Yeah. And yeah, and why not? I mean, if you're out there, it saves you going back to New York and getting a call to come back out two weeks later, you know, right? to record again. So yeah, so so that so that was kind of by happenstance. They knew you were in town. Because was it, I wouldn't say last minute, but but was it sort of like that where like you ha didn't have really much notice? You just, you got the call to do it. Yeah, I was, you know, it was sort of uh last minute, you know, but it was exciting. And, uh, and I, I didn't know the people that, that were hiring me, but other people that were in the business knew who they were and yeah. how, good they were so and i so i i heard that information and you know before i met those guys so i was excited to be a, you know to have the opportunity yeah and and you're reading at that time you know i mean it, it's that had to have been such a major plus for you to be able to come in there and and just really effortlessly get through that crazy three music stands worth of music right it was in the yeah, chart well, like my reading you know i'm your my reading improves by the amount that i do so back in those days i mean i had come out of uh five years of college and three years in the army and in i was in eastman so there was a lot of playing there orchestras and wind ensembles and big band and and I was working in clubs. Um, and uh, then when I went in the army, um, they were, it was, I ended up in a big band and they had arrangers in it that were writing new arrangements. So I was re sight reading every day. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, um, so I was, uh, yeah, I was, I was ready. You know, I, yeah. I was, that, that, that's what I had been, uh, that's what I had trained for, soldier. <laughs> <laughs> and you were reporting for duty. <laughs> hey, I have to tell you, I don't want to take away from our, this, this very important conversation, but our friend Yard is watching. Oh. Uh, and I want to say hello to Yard over in our friend Yard Gavrilovich. Yard. The legendary. Um, your drum tech. But um belated happy birthday too. Yeah. That's right. Back in uh, in December. Mm-hmm. Um so so the the session was at Village Recorders in LA. Um now this is a tough one I know. Do do you remember did you have a drum set out there that you were able to use or did they provide drums? Was there a kit in the studio that other drummers were using? I think there was a kit there. There was a kit there. Okay. All right. I, I might have brought my, my snare drum and cymbals, you know. But, you know, in those days, a lot of the studios kept a bass drum and toms, you know, and, that were there and mic'd and other, you know, drummers yeah. that were coming in would bring a trap case with cymbals, pedals, you know, and a snare drum. Yeah. So, yep. well, that could have been that. I, I, you know, I don't remember exactly. But I, I remember hearing that it, during those days, that is what you would travel with, your cymbals, your pedal, your, your Camco uh, or yeah. Gretsch pedal, yep, and your Ludwig Superphonic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's probably what you used on that track, most likely, is the Ludwig. That's most likely, yeah. Yeah. Now, the, head, the, the sound of the drums sound like you. I mean, and that's a lot of it is because it's you, but the tuning, you know, and the and the... Roger Nichols, I think, engineered that session. No, I think it was Bill Schnee. Bill Schnee. Okay. Okay. Engineered that session. Okay. And Gary Katz, of course, produced it. Right. Um, so they were, I mean, and that was kind of a sound that a lot of drummers were getting in the, you know, at that time that the, you know, really tight or. or right. uh, well, yeah. I, what I would do is go in and, and try to get the toms to, you know, to, just, you know, they had been played by other people, so the heads could be stretched out and stuff. They weren't new heads. So just try to get the tones where they were different from each other mm-hmm. and where they weren't, you know, triggering other, um, the snare drum to rattle, you know. So uh, I would yeah. do that. and But, you know, it was just up to the engineer. It wasn't right. like I had a, a, a sound that I was going for you know I, yeah, yeah. I, I just you know my whole thing was trying to uh, be comfortable with any of the engineers you know because you know if you're working together with them then uh, you develop um, uh, an attitude of trust and and even if you're not hearing exactly the thing perfectly you you know you can you trust that the, the guy is going to get it so you make uh you know, you make compensations. Yeah. Yep. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. The question that always comes up and I see a few people have, have already asked it. Not surprisingly, the stick click, which we talked about, you were on one of my first podcasts three years ago. Um, but just so it's, so it's settled once and for all the stick click at the end, during the end of the first solo was an accident. That's what I, yeah. It okay. was an accident. Yeah. 
it's placed so perfectly that it sounds like it's a, you know what I mean? It's just, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I, I, I don't know what I hit. If I, if, if I hit a, a mic thing or hit my or, other stick, but yeah, a rim maybe or something, probably a, it could be a mic, like you say, cause it's, it doesn't really sound like a rim. Um, but anyway, yeah. So that that's, you know, the second, the, the second and equally big question is, um, and if I, I'll let you answer the question, but the actual version that we all hear that we just listened to, that was the f- first take after one run through or that's, I don't, you know, John, I don't really know. Yeah. I, I mean, it was, we didn't do it that many times. So, um, but I don't know how, if they piece things together or, uh, or what it was, but we, we didn't do it that many times. So it was, uh, you know, there weren't that many takes to choose from. Yeah. Yeah. Did you feel when you, when you, the couple of times that you played it, um, did it, did it feel really good to you? Like kind of out of the gates? Did you feel comfortable? Yeah. It felt, yeah. Yeah. It just, when I hear the beginning and it's amazing how it was just, the song played me. Wow. Yeah. 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 It's, 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 it's cause it sounds that way, Steve, whenever I, I mean, I, I you know, we've all, everybody watching this has probably heard it 10,000 times and it's, it's got this, um, fresh sound and feel to it. You know what I mean? Like a, like, like very, um, like it sounds like it's, it's improvised, but also very, uh, you know, perfectly orchestrated. Like everybody knows their parts, but there's, it sounds like it has lots of improvisation in terms of how fresh it sounds. If I can, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just, when I, when I heard the beginning today, I haven't, you know, really listened and uh, yeah, it really felt natural. Yeah. It didn't feel, uh, it didn't feel overplayed. There was a lot of space at the beginning and um and there were a lot of weird phrases and none of it felt forced it all felt pretty natural and flowing yeah and uh and it and was tricky you, i mean when i hear it back now and listen to the you know how the, the spaces and the, they were a little they were tricky little uh sections oh man but Absolutely. they made a lot of sense musical. yeah and and um well, I, we'll get to talking about the drum solos in a second, but when when you recorded it, how, how much of what we hear on the record, musician-wise, like it was Chuck Rainey obviously was there with you cutting it live. Um, was Donald, I know Joe Sample is on it playing piano. You know what? I don't, I don't think Chuck was there when we did it. Really? Okay. Yeah. The, I don't, you know, that's the thing I don't remember uh, I, 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 because I was so... Um, into trying to, you know, get this thing, get set up and hear the thing. And, you know, I was just zeroed in on getting the music where I could see it, getting my gear set up, getting it yeah. hooked up so I could hear what I was going to do. And, uh, and I, 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 I'm not sure how, how many guys were there live, how much was pre recorded. Uh, you know, I don't, uh, I don't remember all of that. I was just 
zeroed in on getting a sound in the phone, yeah. knowing what I had to play to. Right. Um, you know, Walter and, and Donald and Walter were there and Gary, and Bill Schnee. Um, uh, maybe I'm not sure if Larry Carlton was there. Uh, you know, I'm sorry. It was. Uh, no, like, that's OK. Um, and, and so was your were you playing to a click track on that or was it did you just. I don't, I, you know what? I don't remember. I, there might have been a click. I, I was playing to the, the to the track. Yeah. Yeah. Whether uh, there might, you know, there must have been a click. You know, I mean, I, you know, they must have had it done to a click. Yeah. Wow. No, I, you know, I, I guess all these years, I assumed that at least you and Chuck were there together live, you know, that, you know, that part of it. And then I wondered how much of the rest of the band was put on after. Um, but that's, that's really, I wonder if, you know, I, I, maybe we could ask Chuck sometime if, yeah, if, I don't, you know, if he was there before. I've heard different stories and, and it's vague to me just because, of how uh, my uh, how crazy my life was, you know, at that time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was going from one thing to the other, and, and uh, so. But, yeah, uh, no, and it was a long time ago, Steve. I know, and I appreciate that you can remember as much as you can, and, and the amount of work you did were doing in those days too. That you know, to to you know, have it. I mean, it shows you how how uh, you know big this was for you to even remember as much as you do because it was such an important uh track you know such an important session the beginning part really you know i had everyone always talks about the end but listening to the beginning today really what a beautiful composition it is absolutely beautiful yeah i mean it's you know if you if you just played time throughout it it would have been just as beautiful you know i was telling you recently i heard slip sliding away and um that's one of my most that's one of my favorite songs that you played on that's such a beautiful song just for the like you're talking about the space you know in the air and those those little cymbal crashes that you do that just kind of seem to float you know that's that has, paul. paul paul he's he really works hard on uh tracks and sounds and and uh, not settling for the norm he's always looking for something you know something different interesting and not obtrusive you know what i mean so yeah so uh, another genius yeah Yeah. he is really yeah and by the way rob wallace is watching and he said that gary katz and donald fagan answer that question in the new book about uh presumably he's talking about the um, chuck rainey you know and the things you were just talking about so so everybody all the more reason to get this book when it comes out gad a life and time and we'll talk more about that but um thank you rob for letting us know that so steve t- speaking of symbols back in those days you 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 played use the same symbols pretty much and everything you did right i mean that was that was a huge part of your sound and and those were the istanbul k's the 14s mm-hmm. hi-hats hi-hats yeah yeah and uh i mean i would i would get a ride symbol and play it until it just wore out and then try to find something else um but i i i had uh this prototype 
earth ride that I found in Armin's office that he had two of them. Yeah. And, and, uh, I used both of those until they were, they were, I couldn't use them anymore. <laughs> um, uh, and I, you know, I found, uh, I, I tried to find gear that was, uh, that worked in different situations, you know? Yeah. Um, if you have drums that, that have a tuning range, then you don't have to, you know, have different, a lot of different sized drums. You can just make the smaller ones sound bigger. Um, and, uh, so I found, you know, uh, the, the ones that work for me and used them on a lot of different things and just <clears throat> tuned them accordingly, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And the, the, the crash symbols that you used during that time, I know the ride originally was a 20 inch, right? And then either that one or at some point it cracked and it was, you cut it down to an 18 or, or we, at yeah, I would ch- take chunks out of symbols and try yeah. to you know, make them last as long as they could. Um, but uh, was it like yeah. an eight, an 18-inch crash? Is that what you... I had an 18-inch ride I used ride. For back in the 70s. I found it. I, it was an old K that I found at Frank Ippolito's. And uh, I used it for a long time. There's pictures where it's got a big chunk taken out of it. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yep. I, you know, I kept on trying to save it as long as I could. And uh, and then after that one, I started going, you know, I, I went up to either a 19 or 20, 20 inch ride and um, 18 inch crashes. And I, then I have a, tw- I have one 18 inch K thin crash and, and, uh, and a 20 inch Constantinople. Right. And, and also a 20 inch orchestra ride, the kind that Elvin used to play. I remember. Yep. Yep. I think I remember when you kind of discovered that became your go-to ride at a point. Yeah. I still, you know, I still play those. So, yeah. And it's a great crash too, right? I mean, it's got a really nice crash sound to it. Nice bell. It really responds, you know, it's amazing how many different sounds you can get out of a cymbal, you know? Um, and, um, and how, you know, the length of the note can affect, affect, the feel you know so yeah. um yeah yeah they're great instruments so talking about asia and some of those songs from that time um and i mentioned slip sliding away paul simon song there's that there's that crash that really light sounding uh crash that you have in a lot of these songs is that the ride that you're crashing on is that I'm not I, sure when you're talking there because there was a little sizzle that I used too. Yeah. I used to like a little sizzle symbol. Phil Ramone told me that before, you know, before I start, before I went into the sessions with Paul and I went out and bought one and had it. And he, sure enough, he, I pulled it out and I used it on a, on a bunch of things, but I'm not sure if, if that's the symbol you're talking about, or if it's another one, I'd have to that, hear. I'll bet you're right, Steve. I think th- thinking about that and slip sliding away, it's probably, it's probably a sizzle. It's probably yeah. a, a symbol with rivets in it. And then I guess like just some of the crashes that you hit during Asia, even they, you know, they sound like, um, 
bigger symbols like maybe yeah no those those are like like those were like 18 inch k's or something yeah 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 um and i you know i know we've talked about this many times where where you would you would play the symbols as as they were meant to be played you you didn't play you know a symbol didn't have to be called a ride or a crash you crashed on on the same symbol that you might ride on and you rode on the same symbol you might crash you know and that's that's yeah, a, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of uh, you can get a lot musically out of the symbols. You know what I mean? Just by where you hit it, uh, using the bell, using the side of the stick. Yeah, you know, holding the stick on the symbol after you hit it. There's so many things that that uh, that they can do. You know? Yeah. Yep. Um. I, I just want to, I'm going to take a second and, and talk about the, you know, the solos and, you know, I mean, I, a lot of, a lot of drummers, especially obviously fixate on how great those, those two sections are. And those were completely improvisational, right? I mean, those, those parts weren't written. You were allowed to just, just go. No, they, they, I just, they just asked me, that was one of the things that I think when I first, the first played the track. They, the 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 thing that wasn't right about it was I didn't get crazy at the end because the whole track was so you know orchestrated. It just didn't feel natural to. Yeah, there was no sax solo there then, and so they. I was just you know trusting their you know their knowledge of what they were going for. And trying to give them, you know, what they were asking for. Yeah, yeah. Which was, you know, I'm just gonna play just a little bit more of it, Steve. This this solo and um, So I, I think you've already said this, Steve, so forgive me if I'm asking you something you've already said, but the drum solo parts, you, you just redid the whole song with the, I mean, you didn't add those later. That wasn't something that they had you come back and do. It was all contained. No, I think we did another take and did the end a little, you know, as I think. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That, and that's, I feel like that's how you've explained it before that 
they said, let's do another one and, you know, go and, crazy, go more yeah, crazy. Yeah, we wanted to be, you know, a little yeah. bit more crazy at the end. Yeah. And when you, when you finished that session, did, did you feel that you had done something really special and, and unique? Did it, did it, did yeah, you kind of, you know, I mean, I felt that in those in those at that particular in those years of recording and playing music you yeah you it was good because you i i had the feeling that i had i had given somebody what they what they were looking for yeah you know what i mean and um and that's a great that's a a very rewarding feeling you know what i mean Absolutely, yeah. That's, I mean, that can that's inspirational to be able to give someone, you know, what what they've been searching for. Yeah, it's nice. Well, and and I know you well, you know, and I and I could see you um, being happy that they were happy. You know, that's yeah, that's, that's the yeah. goal. That's the whole goal is to yeah. give is to go in there and 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 help the music be the best that it can. You know. Yeah. And do you, do you have any recollection? This is one of the, my crazy questions, but like how long after that, that you actually heard the, the finished track? I mean, you, you got to hear a playback probably that night, whenever the session was that day, but then you heard it later with Wayne. With Wayne on it. Oh yeah. yeah. It was, I mean, it was like incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It was incredible. And I used to hear it a lot on the radio. Yeah. I still hear it too. I mean, it's it. They still play it. I mean, you still. But hear I mean, it. back when it first came out, they were they were playing that a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just there's nothing like it, to, and there never will be anything like it. It's so, yeah, such an amazing composition piece of music. Yeah, thank you, uh, yeah. Donald and Walter, where wherever you are. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, Steve, I, you know, we're, we're wrapping it up here. You've made this really easy. <laughs> morning. Absolutely. No. Well, Steve, I thank you so much for doing this today. Um, this has been great. I want to thank everybody for watching today. Um, you know, we, we could go on and on and I, I want to save having you on for another episode of track talk for another Steve Gadd iconic track. So we'll, we'll uh, wish everybody a great day and thank everybody for watching today. Big hand for Steve Gadd. Thank you. Harvey. Thanks guys. Thanks, John. My pleasure. Pleasure, pleasure man. Thank you. Likewise, Steve. If can you hang on for one second, Steve, we'll say goodbye in the Let me ask you something. I'm looking at you. I'm looking at me and who does, who does your makeup? <laughs> you look fabulous, Johnny. Thanks, I look, Steve. I, I look a little weathered here. I don't know what. <laughs> no, right. no, it's, it's that it's this great light I have, and and uh, and my makeup team. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna hang. I'm hanging. I'm okay, hanging. hang out for one second. Thanks for watching, everybody. I'll see you again real soon for another episode of Track Talk and Live from my drum room. And again, a big hand for my my dear dear friend Steve Gad, my hero, and uh, happy 98th birthday to Roy Haynes. Ooh, happy birthday, Roy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and keep an eye out for Steve's book available on Hudson Music, through Hudson Music, coming soon. 
All right. Thanks for watching, everybody. See you soon. Thanks for watching this episode of Track Talk with Steve Gadd. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel so you never miss an episode. And I'll see you next time. Thanks very much. Over and out. Peace.